Hello, Bakersfield. I'm Audrey Gonzalez. I'm Rachel Magnus. I'm Justin Salters. I'm Natalie Green. And you're listening to Hello, Bakersfield, the podcast that'd rather be thrifting. That is in honor (laughs) (laughs) of our guest today, Jaron McConnell. Welcome, Jaron. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're excited to have you here. We're going to get into a, a pretty... A rich discussion with you in in just a moment. But the reason why I picked that tagline was because of your sweatshirt there that says what? I'd rather be thrifting. Yeah. Available on the shop, Oleander and Pops. <laughs> <laughs> and also 100% true, yes. always, <laughs> except for right now. Nothing's open. I have to be here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, notice default. she said, I have to be here. Yeah, Not, yeah, I'm so excited to be, to be on the podcast, but I have to be here. <laughs> no, I heard that. <laughs> We've kidnapped her. Well, in any event. Uh, Listeners, <laughs> please still give this episode a five-star review. <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> We're excited that you're here. Thank you. And I appreciate you uh, taking some time out from your thrifting schedule. <laughs> Uh, to participate in our podcast. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have a couple announcements for our listening audience. First of all, thank you for being a listener and being so loyal. We have a lot of great people who uh, regularly uh, listen and uh, give us feedback, so thank you for that. But we have a couple of announcements. One is that we have a special guest host today. Unfortunately, Carla uh, could not be with us. And so in her place is Natalie Green. Hello, hello, hello. Natalie, welcome to the Hello Bakersfield podcast. I'm glad that you're finally on the show. Oh, that's sweet. It's fun to be here. Although I am kind of sad Carla's not here because she is probably one of my favorite people to talk to and interact with. So I I sent her a message and said, we're going to have to redo this where we're both here. (laughs) We need to, actually. Uh, Carla is, we have a long history together. When I first met Carla, we used to call her Crazy Carla. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's talk was it more when about she was that. Carla or was it was, were, were those the days of Carly or was it Carla <laughs> yeah right no she well I don't do we really want to check this out um, I feel now I feel bad doing this without her she's gonna be like thanks a lot well, talking never behind her back again. why not I mean come on no, I mean she technically she'll hear it so no. it's not really behind her back <laughs> that's, so. that's actually very accurate yeah no we right when I moved back from um, undergrad moved back and a lot of our friends had just moved back from college mm-hmm. and so so, um, I was in a master's program. Gosh, I don't want to give you years. Andre, that's a very personal question. Well, we want to know. How the listeners you? want to know. Probably 2002-ish. Okay. Ish. That was the year I graduated from college. Um, so anyway, so um, Carla was so fun. We went on so many fun trips together. It was this group of girls. We all met at the gym in a dance class. And so... <laughs> It was kind of the best dance class ever. And there was, we would go on trips. We'd perhaps go into clubs and dance on tables together. And um, as part of the dance class? No, well, it, that was a part of the curriculum. Outside of the gym. Oh, they were okay, incredibly curated, I'm sure. Choreographed. No, they weren't. It was so fun. One of my friends, Jessica, um, she was choreographing the class. So I walk into the class and I'm just kind of, you know, back from college. I think at that point I was living with my parents for like two weeks and I was like, I got to get out of here. But um, I walked in, I hear Natalie, like over the loudspeaker. And I'm like, what is going on? And I look up and it's my girlfriend, Jessica Jager was her name at the time. Now it's Jessica Chester, but she is a phenomenal dancer. Like she could dance with anybody and hold her own. Like Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, no problem. Mm. That was also the time we're also listening to Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. Oh, and we 
went to the best concert ever, which was Justin Timberlake. And I've actually been the last time I went to a concert. <laughs> okay, we're opening a lot of files here. I so know, too many. This too is many. not this, your show. We'll save this for yeah, Carla. We, we, we'll have to have you on as a guest <laughs> at know. some point. But actually, I do want to thank you for being a guest host today and stepping in in, in Carla's stead. Um, we do miss Carla. I mean, she has a lot of fans. Oh, on Carla's this podcast. Amazing. Yeah. So. I love Carla. But uh, but nonetheless, thank you for being here today. We're glad you're here. Tell tell us what else you're doing in the community currently. Um, well, we are launching a brand new publication called Be Local, and it is celebrating all of Kern County um, with a hyper focus on um, new movers. So when people move, um, I know that we've all probably moved at some point, and it's kind of the biggest pain in the world. And you have to figure out where your new car guy is, where you know you're going to eat, and if you're new to the area, you might not even know how awesome our downtown area is. So um, it's really a great guide to let people know when they move here all the great things to do in Bakersfield. And I've had so much fun because I grew up here, moved away for a while, but it's been kind of neat to talk to different people. What are your favorite things about our town, and what's going on that you really enjoy? And I've learned every time I ask me that question, I get a different answer which I kind of feel like we all know what the fun things to do here, but there's a lot more fun that I was unaware of until we started this project. So we're in the midst of launching that. And then um, and then we have a Westchester, which is happening. <gasps> Rachel, I hear you're really good with recipes. Feel free to do our recipe um, for April. How'd you hear? <laughs> oh, on the podcast. the podcast. I talked about that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird like to learn this, things this about people. This is recorded and published. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, yes. So tell us about the, the Westchester for those who don't. No, oh, don't sure. live in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a monthly publication that comes out just the neighborhood of Westchester. Um, it is all curated by the residents. So people write about what they're passionate about. And so every month it's something different, new people writing, talking about different things. And then we have monthly events. So socials where people can get to meet each other. And um, it's just really fun. It's celebrating neighborhood. It's celebrating downtown. Um, it's really a great way to let people be a part of the fabric of the community. You know, we're kind of trying to get away, which it's not Westchester at all, because most of us don't park in our garages. But the idea of kind of pulling into your garage and letting it shut and being isolated and not talking to anyone is is really what we're trying to be anti of. And so letting people, um, giving them opportunity because everyone's busy. You know, I mean, we're here before most people are awake, I'm sure. And then Justin's already done like 1,800 things. (laughs) Hardly, hardly. (laughs) So um, it just gives people a way to connect and to get to know one another. And um, I mean, you live in Westchester, you know, everybody knows if somebody needs something, there's like a group text or if something happens, there's a huge sense of community there. So it's really just celebrating that and the incredible people that live there. Awesome. Great way to build community in Westchester, yeah. one of our most beautiful neighborhoods in the city. That's the best. Also part of Ward 2. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, right. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, right. I'm on to you now. <laughs> all right. Andre so, Gonzalez, yeah. 2020. <laughs> all right. So uh, the second announcement we want to make is that Justin Salters, who is here with us as a host, uh, is now a permanent host of the Hello Bakersfield what? podcast. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you. We welcome you. I'm excited. So uh, we properly hazed him a few nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> Kidnapped him with dark robes. No, I'm just kidding. But we are excited. <laughs> We're excited that you're... Does that mean you hopped on this Peloton bike when he wasn't around? <laughs> you walk in. Andre, what we do you want? Natalie, you're good. You've listened. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great podcast. <laughs> great references here. Uh, <laughs> 
for our new listeners, I you have a lot backs. of work to do. Yeah, oh. recipes, bikes. Yeah. You know, it's just. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show as a permanent host. So just for the listeners, um, we're, we're not replacing anybody. Uh, we all, all, our, all of our four original hosts remain hosts of the show, but we are adding additional hosts, including uh, Justin here um, as our additional host, because we understand that life gets busy. Many of us, um, this surprisingly, this is not our full-time jobs. <laughs> it's like when I wrote a column for the Californian and people are like, that, you have another job besides that? And it's like, yes, I, 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 I do. I would like to eat more than one yeah. meal a month. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we actually do other things aside from podcast uh, once a week. And uh, and sometimes it's just hard. I mean, schedules don't work out and we all can't be together. And so... Well, and also I think it was important for us to have a wide array of opinions and diversity represented on the show. You know, that's the it was first, not. It wasn't just like the, we're all too busy. Like, that's the first we time I've more ever been called the diversity hire. So. Well, <laughs> hey, thank you so, well, thank you so much, yeah. <laughs> We needed you a token. Write that down. This is a momentous day. Uh, It'll never happen again, Justin. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Rachel. That, that's also the reason why we. I mean, you were very strategic in the beginning stages of this. Yeah, and so yeah, in selecting the the initial hosts, and and in season two, we wanted to slowly, thoughtfully add additional hosts um, to be part of the conversation because we know uh, that Bakersfield's growing; it's more diverse. There are lots of different perspectives, um, and we want to be able to capture that on this podcast. So, Justin, welcome to the show as a permanent host. Thank you, guys. I'm I'm really excited. So it's gonna be fun. Great. <laughs> We're excited as well. Okay, so our first segment uh, is sort of a check-in among the Hello Bakersfield team. And today we're going to do a check-in called, ready for it? How, wow, pow, and chow. So we're going to take turns asking one another one of those four questions. How, how are you uh, growing? Wow, Something that has been exceptional that's occurred in your life over the last couple of weeks. Pow, something that's really impacted you, maybe negatively, over the last few uh, days or so. And then chow, something good that you've eaten over the last month. I don't care. Whatever's notable, okay? I had this really great meal in August of 2013. <laughs> sure, talk about that. All right, so uh, so anyway, that's how it works. You pick one, and you ask the other person what, you know. How, I like how into this you are, Andre. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm trying to keep the show interesting, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just your body language over there. Like the way you're describing it, people are really missing out. I feel like you could be a boxer by just watching you describe it. Don't you guys think? Uh All right. Okay. So that doesn't help our listeners, but I I appreciate that. So what we're going to do is we're going to go, Rachel's going to start. She's going to ask Justin one of these questions, how well power chow. Justin's going to ask Natalie and Natalie will ask me. Okay. All right. All right. Justin, how are you growing lately? Um, how am I growing? I I was asked this last week I and know. like <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not prepared. So yeah, this, I know. It's this like, is I the like this is the beauty of this 
particular, uh, you know, game. Yeah. Uh, one way I... Yeah, lots of dead space on a podcast. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> okay, one way I'm growing is I have been... Um, so I'm, I, I'm a consultant and I just got staffed to a project that I've got... It's not in my vertical. Like, it's I've got no experience in it at all. So I am being very diligent and I'm growing and I'm learning so much more about a brand new industry I thought I had really no need for ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I'm learning about it, it's actually pretty fascinating. It has to do with the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. So it's just totally out of my wheelhouse. But um, that's how I'm growing. I've got far more understanding about the Eighth Amendment than I planned on. So awesome. anyway, uh, Natalie, what has wowed you? Wowed me? Um, well, I've tried something a little different because I've just been trying to manage stress and not lose my mind. And so um, I'm on day three, and I started doing cold showers in the morning. Oh, did you watch The Goop? I did. <laughs> I did. I watched it. No, this is my fear. Okay, so. tell us what this is all about. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to talk about The Goop? Well, I always screw up the guy's name. What's, um, oh, I couldn't even try. When Tom... This, I don't know. This, this is the um, Netflix series. So the Netflix Goop, series right? by the Gwyneth Paltrow yes. lifestyle brand Goop, and she released like six episodes, all about kind of exploring different um, kind of new agey, nuanced lifestyle. Yeah, no, that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, everything. It's Every, really it covers everything from sex to freezing yourself. Yeah. It's really interesting. I'm kind of surprised that there's not a lawsuit or HR problem because. They're her employees. So yeah. from that, from a business perspective, I'm like, whoa, they're signing themselves up to do this. This is interesting. But this one gentleman, who he um, practices cold therapy and has like yeah. willed all of these major diseases away from, and he has, he works with a lot of people who have like cured themselves. It's yeah, pretty amazing. It's incredible. And they're, he said how powerful just a morning shower could be for somebody. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane. I'd have to say it's one of those things where it might be my craziest idea yet that I've tried to incorporate into a normal routine. Um, But it's so impactful. So you... (laughs) It's also supposed to be really good for your hair. Yeah, it is supposed to be. (laughs) But I didn't have enough time to wash my hair this morning, so I didn't experience that today. But but no, you take a cold shower, and there's all of this great... There's a great TED Talk about it. There's a couple of them. But it's the whole idea of just kind of resetting your whole body, and it 100% does. So you have to psych yourself up to do it. You're kind of like talking yourself into it. And then um, you get in there, and you're freezing, and you're like, what was I thinking? This is the worst idea ever. Why would I ever do this to myself? But it makes you focus on your breathing. It really, if you can take a cold shower in the morning, like ice cold, no warmth, it's really weird because even when you go to turn on the knob, the first time I turn, because it's, you know, you have your routines, I turn on the hot water knob, which was not the great way to go on this path. And I hop in the shower. I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't that bad. And I'm like, wait, it's getting warmer. Ah, day one, messed up. Um, but then you turn it off. But anyway, the whole idea is that um, it just completely restarts your day, your life. I drink less coffee. I mean, I used to drink almost a pot of coffee a day and now I can barely have one. Like it just fills your body with so much energy. Like if you ever feel like you're tired or exhausted, you don't after you get out of a cold shower. Like it's like, I'm telling you guys, it's life changing. I mean, I I rinse my face with cold water after I shave. It's great for your skin. um, Because it's supposed to help. I don't know. I read it on some blog sometime. Uh, (laughs) And watch, there's going to be a new thing if this was a joke. still like a shock. It's like, oh, my (laughs) face is so cold, but awesome. Yeah, but it helps with like cardiovascular problems. Like it it does a whole lot of good. But the thing that attracted me to it was this guy had autoimmune disease and he had 50% chance of living. Hmm. And then if he lived, this is from Goop. If he lived, then he had a 50% chance of being paralyzed. Wow. And so he would do cold 
like ice baths. I that's that's like taking it over the top. But he is alive. He is not paralyzed. He is in great condition. So I don't know. It's just pretty fun. You guys should all try it. And the man's arm. name I butchered is Wim Hof. He's a Dutch yes. extreme sports <laughs> ice man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how, how often would he do the ice bath? Um, that guy, I don't know. Do you remember how often it said? I think he did every day, but he did it for a long period of he time. He like does yoga in the snow. I mean, he's yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. He's so. hopping in wow. ice cold water, like polar plunge. But you first, you have to learn how to do his breathing techniques, which I have not YouTubed him to figure that out. And there's but. like some movement. Yes. Going on. Oh, right. Important Andre. detail. Important details to remember before you jump in, in an ice in. cold bath. No, do it. Do it. No, and then the rest of the day. We don't take any responsibility yeah. for any That's medical right. advice do given. Thank you. I want to warn our listeners. That yeah. Don't it's do better to research this before do we, no, have, do we have a budget have... for legal to review this? <laughs> no, but if you have like something you're trying to conquer, I don't laugh you don't even one. think about it. Because you if you can start your day with a cold shower, yeah. like really nothing can take you down during the day. Mm. I'm in day three. I like know how day four goes, but do it. Huh. It'll change your life, Andre. Okay. And with intermittent fasting, you'll yeah, be Yeah, you know what? I'll be like a new man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know but what? Tight skin, like it has a, a lot of great things. All right, to I'm it. in. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah. I'll, send, I'll, I'll gonna, send you a whole right Instagram this, live, please. <laughs> <laughs> I talked my husband to do not get reelected. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Wait, did you say not get reelected? Wait, come on here. Are you kidding me? Abilities big. No, I talked to my husband. Not get reelected? Scandal, you know not, what I mean? I don't no, know who your voters I will get reelected, Justin. <laughs> I talked Ryan into doing too, it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> It'll be a landslide. <laughs> Thank no, you very I, much. I had Ryan do it, and then I yeah. I stood outside the door, and he didn't know. I'm kind of a jerk sometimes. And I did an audio file of him in the shower because I was kind of curious. Because weird, you just you don't know what you're going to say. And it's kind of interesting. Do it. Do it. Or right, I've done it in the past, like okay. years ago. You want to finish my challenge? I've I had to take a cold shower, yeah. I'm on day three. I'm going to go 30. Are you in? Oh, I mean, it's a I'm, commitment. No, I am in. I will text you every morning that yes. I take a cold shower. Okay, I love it. I'm serious. I'll try it once before we, uh, we retape. That <laughs> 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 well, it's supposed to be three to five minutes, okay. and then today I made it to six. Don't and text when you pass three and a half minutes, you don't even notice. Okay. You just have to stay in that long. Jared, and it helps prevent hair loss. Jaren thinks it's weird that I'm going to text you <laughs> while I'm in the shower. I, I think I've texted all of you while I'm in the shower. I'm going to stop texting. Okay. We should move on. <laughs> no, let's stay here for a moment. Okay. It's actually your turn to your ask. Your turn to ask Andre question. one of the how, pow, chow, wow. Um, let's do, well, okay, okay, yep. We're going to do chow. Dang it. I, I, I didn't want to be asked. I knew I you didn't want to be asked that, so I'm like, yes. <laughs> Don't ask me chow. Come I, on. I, I never eat anymore. I know. Well, but you did say you had a donut the other day. Oh. I did. And oh. it's important that people know you have donuts too. You're human. No, you know, it's, I was, it's important to have a donut every once in a while. Yeah. We had we had dinner together last Wednesday. We were at the Boys and Girls Club event. Yes. And I was thinking afterwards, I was like, did Andre eat? Because I think that was during his, <laughs> technically his intermittent fasting hour. I like, I, th- I had this he thought. He says he makes adjustments when there are events. So. Th- thank you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is correct. Yeah, I make uh, make adjustments when there are certain events or certain things I can't get but out of. But you have an event every night. Well, so not, I'm not that's what I'm wondering. There are like some nights. Eight. Okay, well, like last night we had a city council meeting, right? And mm-hmm. then afterwards I go with some folks out 
you know, for a drink and for a late dinner. Does alcohol count as intermittent fasting? Well, it does. I mean, you have to, you can't drink alcohol. So like last night I refrained from anything. So, I mean, there, so there are times where I can kind of hold off, but in the event of the boys and girls club, yeah, I did have dinner. We don't um, want to be the weird guy with a full yeah, food plate. Yeah, but I just had to maybe. adjust my fast. Okay, gotcha. So I so still had an 18-hour fast. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I, I remembered. <laughs> no, we had a donut. What, 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 what kind okay. of donut did you have? Okay, Tell you know what's funny is that uh, I want... make the calories count, right? That's a good way to do it. Smith's Maple Bar mm. was Can't go wrong. on point. I was driving out, uh, you know, out east, and there's a new uh, countryside yes. gas station. And within there, Where there's a uh, Smith's uh, Bakery, and there's uh, I like all the orange um, groves. What it, is it off the 178? Is that like yeah, it's off the 178. Yeah. 178. Oh. Is it at Alfred Harrell or is oh. it past there? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's past there. Yeah, it, I can't remember exactly where it is, but uh, you it, can't miss it. Okay. Cool. Well, you just keep driving east. You'll, you'll <laughs> run into it. So I was out there. It was a beautiful little drive and um, stopped in, had a maple bar, mm. and called it good. And the start of my fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah. Oh, we've already done that. No, it's fine. You can now do it. Now I'm again. racking my brain for pals. Um, well, last weekend I um, I spent about four days on the Central Coast and had some incredible meals. Um, my favorite being um, has anybody been to Ember in Arroyo Grande? It's an incredible mm-hmm. restaurant. Um, I everything we had was awesome. Beautiful lighting in there, but it was just like a weekend full of really good food, and that's it. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> Sign me up. All right, and that was. Do they was... not allow children there? I want to go to those. Places. Oh no, there was children. Dang it, there was children. <laughs> the worst thing is to finally go on a date with your like spouse, and then you don't have your kids with you, and then mm-hmm. you walk in, and then you have kids screaming next to you. I'm like, but I just escaped them. Mm. But it's lucky when it's not yours. Go ahead, throw yourself on the floor. You're not mine. It's fine. <laughs> and that, folks, was how well pow and chow. <laughs> All right. And now we'll take a break for our uh, sponsors. Oh, wait, we don't have any uh, yet, uh, but we will soon. Uh, And if you're interested in sponsoring the Hello Bakersfield podcast, uh, give us a call and uh, we'll gladly take your money. Uh, So we are uh, welcoming today Jaron McConnell. I'm going to pass it on to Rachel to do the formal introduction. Yeah, I'm really excited about today's interview. We've been talking about getting Jaron on since episode one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, today is the day. Thank you for being here, Jaron. But Thank if you, you don't know, Jaron's the modern maker and creator of Oleander and Palm. Um, she's got a really interesting, curated, beautiful vibe that kind of incorporates vintage, handmade, and is uh, has some obvious like global inspirations. Um, originally from Canada, husband's from Alaska, chooses to be in Bakersfield, proud Oleander neighborhood resident. Um, and mastermind behind Oleander and Palm. Thank you for being here, Jaren. Thanks for having me. I want to know how in the world you created a career as a <laughs> Instagram blogger, all things creative. How 
you started in education. You told me, I, I didn't even know that yes. until yesterday. But what, what was the moment you knew this was going to be the career that you started to pursue? <laughs> I don't know if I know that yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was a teacher for... And um, what did you teach? Um, elementary school. I have a K-8, so I taught... Um, First grade and middle school, which I say is like the same thing. It's just sit down, don't touch each other, pretty mm-hmm. much the same. <laughs> just they're touching for different reasons by the time they're in eighth grade. <laughs> but you say the same things with first graders and eighth graders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and teaching was an awesome career that took me overseas a couple times. Um, we moved, my husband and I are both teachers, and we moved here um, right out of college. Our first year of teaching was here. And my husband teaches at BHS, Go Drillers. And he's been there now 20 years, which is crazy. Mm. Um, And uh, we moved overseas a couple times to teach, and both times ended up back in Bakersfield. We went to Papua New Guinea, where I grew up, and taught there for a couple years, and then also went to Yemen and taught a couple years and came back to Bakersfield. And um, our time in Yemen was um, a time when There was a lot of unrest there. And the second year we were there, um, we taught at an international school, but we had to vary our route to school every day. And the U.S. Embassy had like pulled out all their employees. And it was just a dangerous time. Al-Qaeda was like just publishing things that said attack Americans. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we had, it was just not, we probably would have stayed there a lot longer, but it was just a, it was a hard time to be there. And so we came back to Bakersfield and um, we owned a house in Oleander. And it was when the market had crashed and I, everybody had gotten pink slips and I could not get a job teaching. Mm-hmm. So I taught private school for a couple of years and then decided I, I got to be in the public system. Went like full force trying to get a job in the public system, couldn't sub for a whole year. And then kind of just was exhausted from doing that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, a friend, actually my sister-in-law, well, both my sister-in-laws asked me all the time for recipes. And um, one of them said, well, why don't you just put put them on a blog so that we have them? (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't even know what a blog was. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could do that. So if you go far enough back in my archives, you'll see like some really terrible pictures and just recipes that I still make, but it does not look appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> you can go far back and find some really embarrassing things on Only Under a Bomb. I'm doing it right now. Actually. Yeah, it might take you a while. There's a lot of posts. Um, so yeah, that was... Um, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And I started blogging just kind of like as a hobby, just like a little creative outlet because I felt kind of a little bit lost. Like I had lost my identity as not being a teacher and not having like, I didn't know what I was, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like in my early thirties and I was like, what am I doing with my life? And then I started like realizing, oh my gosh, there's so many blogs out there. Like I had lived in a hole or under a rock, but I was in Yemen. So there was not very good internet. And I was like, there's like blogs like crazy out there. And I started realizing we had just like renovated our kitchen in our Oleander house because we had um, a 1920 little bungalow and we had like, we had been DIYers forever. And so we had just finished that. And I was like, people are like making money doing what I already do. Like I already like 
have parties and host like dinner parties and, you know, do all these crafty things with my kids and renovate my house. I already do this. So I just kind of went full force, just researched like how people were making money and figured out they were, you know, brands were sponsoring them. And so um, I went to a conference, um, I guess, when Olivia was just a baby. So like eight years ago and just like made connections. And the very first brand I made a connection with was the Land of Nod, which was um, a chill. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they were owned by Crate and Barrel. Mm -hmm. And I made a connection with... um, their creative director, and she just took a chance on me and said, "Yeah, I'll send you some product." And I did it. A I did my daughter's room, and then yeah, from there, I, I give a lot of credit to the Land of Nod creative directors yeah. <laughs> because they took a chance on me, and they actually came to Bakersfield and shot their catalog I in my house, that. and it was a really exciting time. And I think um, it just opened a whole bunch of opportunities, and I just, I just. Full force tried to figure out, you know, like I had always loved taking pictures and I'd always had a camera and I just figured out, okay, I got to figure out how to do food photography and interior photography. So it's definitely 100% self-taught and I was a blogger on blogger forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, it just, that's how it started. (laughs) Do you, I, um... I'm interested, you know, I work in the creative world as well. And a lot of most, a lot of creatives I work with are so narrowed. Their focus is they're they're a painter and that's all that they do. You have so many hyphens (laughs) in what you do. Have you ever found it um, challenging to like, how, how do I define myself? Yeah, no, it's very hard to tell people what you do. And like, I think a lot of times people, most people say, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you have a that's nice. <laughs> I jokingly say that I think up until like probably two years ago, my mother-in-law really didn't know what I did every day. <laughs> like, does Jaren have a job? I don't know. She seems busy, but it's a very hard job to explain to people. Um, I think it's becoming, yeah, definitely like six years ago, people were like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing. You're just having fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I think now people are understanding what a content creator is and yeah I do have like a ton of different little avenues of income because Mm -hmm. um yeah you just have to do that to like make ends meet as unpopular it is to say hustle now it is a little bit of a hustle (laughs) like because it's not a steady paycheck so Mm -hmm. you're always you know pitching brands like yesterday I spent like probably five and a half hours, like writing pitches to brands, you know, just cold turkey, sending stuff out like, I've got this idea. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do this. What do you think? And, you know, half the time, nobody even sees those emails. But yeah, it there there's a little there is a little bit of a hustle to it. (laughs) How do you stay encouraged with that, Jaren? Because if you're kind of throwing a lot out there, and maybe you put, you know, you give your 110 and you maybe receive back it feels like maybe two, 10% sometimes. How do you stay encouraged and motivated and not kind of like forget it? Yeah, no, it's sometimes it's hard. Like rejection is hard and it is hard to like, obviously comparison, you know, you see what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. on social media too. Um, but I think um, I'm I'm good at just keeping my head down and moving forward. Like I am a doer. Mm-hmm. And so... I I don't want to like stop ever. So it's just, I, I think, feel like I'm usually in a forward momentum. <laughs> like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Definitely, you know, it is, 
it's hard to feel to have rejection, but yeah, just I think there's enough like fire under my butt that I'm like, okay, let's find somebody else that'll work with me. And yeah, I, and I think I have, um, I think I have, for the most part, I have a sense of pride in what I do. And I know that I do give 110%. And I think once a brand works with me, they realize, oh my gosh, we're going to get a lot from Jaren because she won't give it like, she won't be half ass about it. And mm-hmm. she will like, it, I'm, I'm very passionate about what I do. So if I can like dive into it, I will like, I'll go, I'll go 110, 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a question for you guys yes. about Oleander. So my parents, <laughs> I grew up in Oleander. My parents have lived there for, I think like 35 years, like way before yeah. it was like, I, I mean, I don't want to say like Way before it was like a cool thing necessarily or as much We've hype about. Been cool. I think it yes. started. We've always cool. been cool. <laughs> I think, and I've always said, Oleander has this cool kind of funky vibe yes. that um, that Westchester. It's just a oh, totally yeah. different vibe. Oh, we've got it. <laughs> um, it's it's a happening neighborhood. Um, but so I was just wondering, like, what made you guys, you know, if it, originally buy your place in Oleander and then to stick around there for such a long time. Just what's, what's the neighborhood vibe that you feel going on? Um, so because my husband teaches at BHS, we felt like, um, we were very passionate about living where we were teachers and being a part of our community. Mm. So Oleander was really the only neighborhood that we would ever like buy a house and live in. So, um, and when we first moved here, um, my husband's like, "We have you have to drive down this street. There's all these mansions. And and it was just like driving down Oleander. Like, I always drive down Oleander. I could drive down Brundage or H sometimes. Oh, I but love cutting every day <laughs> I drive down Oleander because I appreciate my neighborhood so much. There's so much history. There's beautiful trees. Like, when people question me, like, over the years, like, why do you live in Oleander? I'm like, we have trees. Like, <laughs> beautiful you know and um yeah I've always just loved old houses and um I wouldn't say I'm an optimist but I see the potential in things like I can always see potential that's probably why I'm like a good junker and thrifter because I can see potential (laughs) in things junker I haven't heard that description before yeah that's like yeah lower that's like getting into a dumpster or finding it on a street that's a junker into a dumpster um yeah probably (laughs) in my younger years who hasn't really (laughs) I have to say I've never been in with my dad although I do drive a dumpster because there's Tons of stuff in my car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so Oleander just, it just had the mix and just, it has, you know, there's mansions beside apartments. There's just this beautiful, like, high-low. It's it's like the perfect mix of living in a city where you get the culture. And so that it, we just, we love BHS. We love that our kids have gone to the local schools. Like, it's just, it is our hood. Like we, we have been there 20 years plus and, and I think that's what the blog was born of too, was the name came from my husband. He gets hundred percent credit, but those were our cross streets. <laughs> it was, was <laughs> super creative. People like message me about once a week. Oh, do you live in Oleander? <laughs> 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 oh, my ball went off. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, 
the blog is, it's a lifestyle brand and it's like making your life beautiful from like really kind of humble, simple things. And sometimes it is like living with an old house and trying to make it beautiful. And yeah, so. Well, I will say your guys' current home is growing up. That was one of my favorite homes in the neighborhood. And Mine too. like <laughs> driving by there as a little kid, my dentist used to be at the end of Oli. Like it was, <laughs> it was just such a neat thing growing up there. And so when I saw you guys bought it, I'm like, that's awesome. That house is going to be so well taken care of. And it's just really neat to see people um, continue to stay in and put roots in the neighborhood and invest in, you know, in, in making it and ensuring that it stays a great place to live and to have a family. Yeah. We, we've owned our other house for almost 14 years and it was kind of behind. Beale Park and Oleander, and it was like, we'll, we will have arrived when we move to Oleander, plus it makes <laughs> the blog legit then, <laughs> but that house is the house that I walked with my little kids, like in strollers, because I know my neighborhood, I know where your parents live, because I know yeah. their trailer, <laughs> like I know the streets of Oleander, you know the <laughs> yeah, I know the, the streets of Oleander very well, and that was the house, I always said, if this house ever comes on the market, I will buy this house, and when it went on the market, we listed our house the next day. <laughs> we were not like really looking to sell and bought that house. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it is a special house. It's beautiful. It's a work in progress. <laughs> Jaren, one way you are, you're really involved locally working with other brands, you do um, product photography and prop styling, and yeah. you also have the shop. Tell us about some ways people can interact with you okay. on Oleander and Prom. Yeah, so, yeah, there is a blog that has content. You can find recipes and DIYs and home improvement stuff, but as I was saying that I have, like, a lot of different avenues of revenue, sometimes it's not all sponsored content. Um, I, I think as I've done this for nine years, I've kind of, like, honed in on being a good stylist and a good photographer, interior photographer and product photographer, because that's what I've been doing for nine years for my brand. So I understand brand photography. So um, yeah, I've done quite a few local shoots for restaurants and interiors and just product-based stuff. So people hire me to do, do that because I am like um, a one-woman show. I am the studio. I am the stylist. I am the photographer. I am the creative director. So um, yeah, even brands like I just shot just before um, Valentine's Day Ghirardelli chocolates because they can send me product and I can do all of it like in-house, literally in my house. <laughs> I can do, you know, the recipe development to like, yeah, styling it, for photographing it, all that, writing all the copy, everything. So um, yeah, I do that um, for brands, yeah, nationally and then locally too. And then, yeah, the the shop is really exciting. Um, I've kind of always wanted to have a shop. Um, and I feel like possibly that's something that could be a brick and mortar in Bakersfield at some time. I hope so. I'd love <laughs> to see it. <laughs> but I also think we live in this weird day and age where I think like people are spending so much time online and um, shopping online. So this gives like my audience that lives outside of Bakersfield a chance to like have a piece of 
Oleander and Palm where I can ship it out to them. But the I've been doing I've done a few pop up events, which I'm going to be at the Neighborhood Pop mm-hmm. Shop, which you've had Jennifer on on April fourth. Josie's, 4th. Josie's yes. our next guest. As yes. Well, so. Oh, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. April fourth is their next one, so I'll be there. And we have like a little 1948 um, trailer, um, and it's really our trailer that we camp in. <laughs> but it makes a really great little shop. So um, the pop up events are fun because it just gives me a chance to like have face to face with the people that are DMing and you know like commenting on stuff and make a connection. Oh, that handle. Oh, that's a real person. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I really enjoy the pop up events. Um, and the shop's a combination of new yes. items and vintage. Yeah, items. we say the shop is um, collected, crafted, curated. So it's um, because I I love thrifting and I feel like it's such a like a it's such an approachable, attainable way to decorate your home. And it's also like right now it's like such a sustainable way too as well. Like I I just don't want to be like this consumer all mm-hmm. the time. And I feel like it's like recycling when I yeah. <laughs> go to a thrift store. And I just love pieces that have a little bit of history anyways. I don't want my home to look like everybody else's going to Target or Home Goods. I don't want to fill it with the same things that everybody else has. And if you thrift and go to antique malls, which Bakersfield has really good antique right. malls. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you can have one of kind pieces. So I have um, a lot of um, vintage items. That How I, hard is it though to buy a vintage piece that you love and then you have to put it on your oh, shelf? Oh, I know. I just, <laughs> like, I just yesterday I sold a piece that it's a, it's a, portrait that I bought at an estate sale and it kind of looks like an older Lonnie McConnell. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, I'm so attracted to him. And somebody was like, he looks like Lonnie. I like, <laughs> but I sold Lonnie, it husband, yesterday yeah. and somebody was like, why did you sell that? I'm like, well, I got to pay the bills. I can't yeah. keep it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would be a hoarder if I kept yeah. it all. That's <laughs> a fine line. Thrifting and hoarding? No, like, I, you, but I'm like very I'm good at hoarder. It's I on your Instagram, have, by the way. <laughs> yeah, see yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, right, it looks like him, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Like I always feel like I'm always when I'm going to a thrift store, I have a bag that I'm donating. There, it's a it's a rotation. If yeah. you're a thrifter, you have to rotate what you have. You uh-huh. can't get so attached. You have to like always be looking for something else. And the other part of my shop is crafted, which is handmade items. They're things that I make. We have lo- locally made, um, printed here. And then my brother, Joe Ash, um, he is, um, yeah, he's he's just an artist. And he makes beautiful um, cutting boards for me and I can't keep him, like, I keep him really busy. I can't keep them in stock. Mm, they're beautiful. And he makes, yeah, beautiful mm. things like that. And then um, the curated part is um, selfishly, like, just bringing things to Bakersfield that I would want to buy. And other makers, I try to focus on either California-based or women-based companies and just really... Yeah, selfishly things that I like. <laughs> and you brought us a gift today, one yeah. of your goods. Um, chocolate. You want to tell us about the chocolate? Yeah, Dick Taylor chocolate is from Eureka, California. 
And that's where my parents live. And um, yeah, it's just a shop that I've gone into every time I visit. And it's a beautiful product. Oh. And on yeah. Dizan packaging. Yeah. I'm breaking the fast. <laughs> it's worth it. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> They're child proof packaging. <laughs> Here, I'm a pro opening this. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Darren, one thing I always appreciate about you is you talk through your creative process a lot on your Instagram. Like like when you're hanging paintings, which is something I can relate to quite well. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, you know, looking at different fabric combinations or even when you're styling. I love hearing your, how your mind works. <laughs> and you're very vulnerable, I feel like. You sometimes yes. like, oh, that was not the right. That did not work. So I appreciate that. Very uh, real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Insta- this is great, by the way. It's delicious, isn't it? <laughs> Dick Taylor... Vanilla raspberry chocolate, seventy-two percent dark chocolate. Yeah, but it's not. It's like the smoothest dark chocolate mm-hmm. you've ever mm-hmm. had, right? Yeah, very nice. It's good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Instagram is a funny beast, um, and obviously, I played that game for a long time, and I ha- I feel like I have a very loyal following of people that um, have been through it with this with me for a long time because um, it's a it's a it's a long game for me <laughs> but um, stories Instagram stories has like it's like my favorite place to be and it's where my people are and um, I don't really understand why people watch my stories <laughs> and it's kind of embarrassing when people like yesterday somebody said I your stories all the time and I just want to be like oh <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's like some stranger far away is watching them my, but, my wife will be Emily will be like oh I just saw Jaren was doing this on her story so yeah you got yeah. The, the story I've never yeah. been brave enough to talk into the phone so. uh, yeah it, there's something <laughs> about it yeah. I think it's uh-huh. probably because I'm 42 and I don't care <laughs> um, and I think there's something about um, I we just all we're humans we want to make connection with mm-hmm. people and it's sometimes really hard to make connection because, well, first of all, I work from home, home, so I'm not in a workplace and I crave interaction with people. And that's one outlet that I can Mm -hmm. have interaction. And then I've also found like over the years, the more vulnerable and honest I am there, it gives people like permission to do that in their life as Mm -hmm. well. And um, yeah, I never want it to feel like oh my gosh, she has this perfect life and <laughs> it just all comes so easily. Like there, I want people to understand that I'm just a normal person and there's struggles and still, you know, even on a budget, you can make something beautiful. And yeah, that's just, that's part of my, it's part of my process. And yeah, I just, I love stories. I love that interaction. Um, yeah. I just don't like it when people, when I know the people that watch my stories, <laughs> I'm always a little bit embarrassed. It is a weird wall, right? They kind of tear down a wall that it's like the third wall. Third yeah. Fourth, fourth, fourth wall. wall. I'm like, that does not sound correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They see me in my like painting clothes. They see me without my makeup. They see me sometimes when I'm crying. Like it, it's just, um, yeah, I think. I think we are just where our society is becoming, yeah, so much go into the garage. And also there's this really like, there's just so much perfection on social media that, yeah, I just want, I want to make human connection with people as much as I can and as 
it's behind a screen, but I think we do connect with people. Well, I think you are connecting with people. I mean, you have 12,000 followers <laughs> on Instagram, which... Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. you do political advertising. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I endorse no, Andre. No, I'm, 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 I just need you to do that on your Instagram. Happening. We're going to end up having to put a disclaimer I know, on this podcast. You know, okay, listeners, I, okay, I want the listeners the to know that I'm just... It's all in joking. We, we know It's this. all in no, jest. We, okay, so don't... <laughs> Don't get crazy. Okay. Everybody uh, already knows that I love you. Yeah. Like the it's, feeling's mutual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for being a guest today oh, on thanks the Hello Bakersfield podcast. It, it's you. wonderful. I can't believe it's taken us so long to get you on. But <laughs> like Rachel said earlier, you were on our short list for a very long oh, time. thank you. Um, <laughs> figured that one out. But we're going to play a game with you oh, before no. you yeah. leave. <laughs> I almost forgot. You know what's this. coming. <laughs> it's called 73 Questions Inspired by Vogue. 70. Three questions. Justin, it, have you made your own questions yet? I have not yet, so I'm still going to borrow from Jesus's. I, you got, uh, no, it's fine. Slacking. It's fine. I've always wanted to refresh mine. That Says the man so. who rehearsed his yeah, he's answers. He's got an answer to all of ours. Yeah, I know. know that. <laughs> um, but uh, but honestly, true. we're going to put five minutes on the clock, okay. and we want your uh, best answers um, as quickly as possible. And we're going to go around, round robin, ask questions. I will start today, and then we'll continue with Rachel, Justin, and then Natalie. Natalie, you have questions, right? I do. You're ready so to go? Questions. All right. We'll so begin <laughs> with who has had the biggest impact on your life? Oh, my parents, for sure. Yeah. Sweet people. Yeah. They, they just, they taught me everything I know. Like, the only reason I know how to cook is because my mom. The only reason I know how to fix anything is because my dad. Yeah. Mm. They're super industrious, like creative, generous people. What is your power color? Oh, green. I knew you were gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a redhead. <laughs> I have to wear green. <laughs> Other than yours, what is your favorite Instagram account for inspiration? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I've been a long time design sponge fan and um, still like still love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is your favorite way to unwind? Um, a definitely a, a, like a bike ride or a walk in Oleander. All right. If you could travel back in time, 20 years and you had five seconds to tell a younger self one thing, <laughs> what would that be? Oh, um, you have no idea what's going to be ahead of you. <laughs> I think, yeah, my 20-year-old self did not know this. <laughs> Favorite film? Oh, um, I really like The Usual Suspects. I think that's a fun film. Yeah. What type of development would you like to see in Bakersfield? Oh, um, more um, like creative, collaborative, like space where artists and photographers can use that space. Um, yeah, for events or just, yeah, more open space for creative stuff like that. Favorite thrift find of your lifetime? Oh, that's easy. I have a mid-century credenza that's underneath my TV, and I got it at Goodwill for $69. Mm. And I literally ran in and like laid on it. I was like, it's mine. <laughs> I want everybody to know. <laughs> yeah. A favorite comfort food? Oh, chocolate, probably. Usually chocolate, yeah. Good transition to best dessert in Bakersfield. Oh, 
I like, actually, I really love desserts at Eurekios mm. and then Dwarves. Like, I can walk to Dwarves. It's a big oleander perk. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's your most memorable Bakersfield memory? It's memorable Bakersfield memory. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. hard. <laughs> this moment. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when Andre got elected. <laughs> We were wow. at, we were really at, feeding your host. <laughs> <laughs> it was also a very, it was an interesting <laughs> evening. It was memorable for a lot oh, that of was reasons. At, at Smitten before yes. it opened. Right? Yeah, yeah. I remember on Instagram, I wasn't there. It was a heavy <laughs> but happy day. <laughs> yeah, it was the same night Trump got elected yes, as so president. <laughs> I got elected on city council. So. Yeah. Um, if you could translate what a dolphin says regularly, what would it be? Whoa. Oh, I like fish. I like fish. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, what will they say in your eulogy? Word. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, but I have it's no idea. <laughs> well, she tried. <laughs> um, do you make New Year's resolutions? Not really. Um, I usually have, I pick a word for the year and yeah. What are three words you would use to describe Bakersfield? Oh, um, I think potential because it's offered me that, like given me a space, um, history and, um, what else? <laughs> Hot, because I'm like thinking about the summer. <laughs> but I like the heat. So, for you, what is your um, Bakersfield best kept secret? Oh, um, we love Los Mocajetes on Brendage. There's always a party. <laughs> like the food's good, but there's always a party. <laughs> uh, describe the perfect party. The perfect party? Oh, like I, I host a big Christmas open house, and that's kind of my favorite thing. It's uh, just it's awesome. There's just lots of food, tons of people. Um, yeah, I just love that. A full house is is good. How do you like to spend your birthday? Oh, with my family. Um, when is your birthday? Sorry, in June. Two questions. My yeah, in that. June. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with with my family, my fortieth, we went to we went to the Ace Hotel with my with all my siblings and my sister in law, and that was really fun. Nice. <laughs> and that is time. Uh, so, thank you so much for yeah, thank you <laughs> playing along. You uh, answered eighteen questions. That's definitely, not very good. <laughs> no, it, it definitely was quality <laughs> over quantity. Auth- it was uh, very authentic. Very authentic. I'm sorry. Very real. <laughs> no, do not be sorry. We're going to edit that out. I know. I needed to do be faster, though. No, no, no. You gave quality answers, and I really enjoyed it. There's two it. ways to approach the game. Okay. Yeah. There's no wrong. I didn't win. <laughs> you no, did no, win. You did win. win. Every, everybody who plays is a winner. Oh, Everyone. Okay. Yeah. Good goodness. We're all winners. <laughs> we have a trophy we thrifted in the back. <laughs> it was quality, for yeah. sure. Thank you, Jerry yeah. McConnell, Oleander and Palm, for being a guest on Hello Bakersfield. Appreciate it. And thank you, the listeners, for listening to another episode of Hello Bakersfield. I want to thank our producer, Brian Boozer at Alm Studios, located in the heart of downtown Bakersfield, for all of your work in producing today's show. A big thanks to Hate Drugs for the opening 
theme music. And thank you again to all of you for liking our podcast, subscribing to it, and following us on social media. Be sure to rate our show and um, tell your friends all about Hello Bakersfield so we can grow up, grow this audience. That's our show. Until next week, bye, Bakersfield. Goodbye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>